Ladies and gentlemen all over the world, you are tuned in to the one and the only A Difference in Thought. A Difference in Thought engages and processes current events, culture, philosophy, public policy, and faith through the ancient art of truth-telling. Uh, join the conversation and gain an alternative perspective with the Difference in Thought. This podcast is an honor and homage of the work and mission of the great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, our core philosophy here is that basic arithmetic teaches us that there can be no difference without subtraction. So before seeking to make a difference, first be willing to consider where you are willing to take a subtraction. I'm your host, Charlie Ray, and it's been a long time, hasn't it? It's been a long, long time coming, but I know season three gonna come and that's where we're, <laughs> that's what we're here to do. Uh, so we are here in season three. I know it's been a while since I've last talked to you. Uh, and we're going to re- re- revisiting, hold up, revisiting some of the concepts that we have. And so this is technically episode number 20, but season three, episode number one, entitled When Whiteness Meets Reality, White Supremacy or White Delusion. Delusion. Boy, we've seen a lot of that since I've last spoken with you, huh? I think the last time I spoke with you all on the podcast this way, uh, we were talking about uh, why Trump evangelicals aren't trying to solve racism. We were talking about how this whole uh, delusion and uh, uh, habits of empire kind of grasped onto religion, grasped, grasped onto Christianity, and tried to say this was the way of Jesus, right? Uh, and so, uh, obviously, <laughs> on January 6th, when you saw people getting their heads bashed in while people held Christian flags right next to the Confederate ones, probably thinking, ah, I don't think that lines up with the way. That's, ah, that's not how that's supposed to go. Uh, to which I would say, uh, you're absolutely correct. That's not how that's supposed to go. Um, you know, you'll have to keep from crying. But what what is what is uh, this delusion that we've been seeing for quite some time? Now, uh, if you remember the very first episode of this here stellar podcast, uh, we were talking about the difference between Galileo and Walt Disney. If you haven't listened please listen to season one first episode it's the first one before we had our groovy theme song that some local musician was so uh generous to bless <laughs> uh we talked about the response of the world when you are taking them from fantasy to reality and or versus from reality to fantasy so we talked about walt disney and how much um He's been appreciated and accepted in the whole work because they were taking people from the reality and the harshness of just what life can be into this fantasy world that gives you this just great boost and helps to have some good songwriters on the team, too. Um, and so we were talking about, uh, you know, what are you what, what the differentiating that between the opposite way where Galileo, he comes in. Uh, and has different, you know, a, a more accurate actual th- theory about, uh, 
the solar system and what revolves around what, right? And that is not so much that the sun revolves around the earth, but the earth actually revolves around the sun. And so delivering that news and the persecution he got and being thrown in prison until he was said he would denounce the truth, but being uh, committed to that and in him taking uh, the, the world and the church at that time from uh, fantasy to reality, he actually suffered for it, right? And so when we talk about white delusion, we're talking about this um, uh, no longer legitimizing just delusion that white people are actually superior. You know, we, we, we talked about in the souls of white folk in, in that episode, the American heresy of white supremacy, um, talking about how W.E.B. Du Bois talks about even historically the ancient world would have laughed at the fact of, of, of white supremacy being better than everyone else, right? Uh, and he goes about how, talking about how there's a certain education that kind of has to go through that, right? And why, does, why did that happen? How did that happen, right? Delusion uh, didn't just stay within a delusion of the Persian, but they grasped on to all these other things that try and remain relevant, right? Have you guys ever seen somebody, <laughs> it's probably one of the funniest things you'll witness. Uh, you guys ever witnessed somebody falling backwards in a chair? You ever see, have you guys ever seen that? You know, usually, you know, you're sitting at a table. It might be a family reunion. It might be an uncle had too many to drink. You know, I remember <laughs> one of my grand, my great granddad's uh, uh, birthday parties. Some people had too much to drink. And this guy, man, he's just uh, he's in this chair and he's leaning back and he's leaning back and he's leaning back. And then it hits a point where, you know, you ain't nothing left to lean back on and you're just falling. And so some people, you know, they brace for impact and say, hey, this is what it is, man. But then there's the special, <laughs> the special common few that start grasping for anything. And they're grasping for air, you know? They're grasping for anything. They're grabbing onto somebody's arm. They're, 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 they're grabbing onto the tablecloth. They didn't ruin the picnic and ruin Thanksgiving dinner because they just couldn't stay up straight. And they're pulling everything in to aid them into um, uh, pulling themselves up because they relied on something that wasn't actually there. This is what we're talking about when we're talking about white delusion, right? This is obviously, white supremacy is obviously not true, right? And I love, you know, uh, I remember I, I was talking with um, Sister Anjali Moon, and shout out to her and uh, Dr. Cecia as well, and the Jackson Project that they're doing here in Richmond, Virginia. Be be happy to uh, give you some more information on how that's rolling out. But I remember I was in a meeting with her one time, and I, I, I would just say, you know, white supremacy willy-nilly here and there because it's, it's, a, it's a term, and it's a real term. Uh, and I remember one time in a meeting, I was saying something about white supremacy and she said, ah, 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 you know, when black women will hit you with the, ah, 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 it's about to be revelatory or a high rebuke. She's like, ah, 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 <laughs> so-called white supremacy. Right. And I thought, man, you know what? That's true. Because if, when you're using those terms and, and not saying so-called or even calling the question, you're in some way legitimizing the delusion. And just like the person who's falling backwards in the chair, grasping for anything, uh, trying to recruit people into holding them up because they relied on something that wasn't real. It can be some real chaos that comes from delusion, like, you know, somebody grabbing the tablecloth and every, everything goes flying because they're pulling everything there. Um, and so when we talk about when whiteness meets reality, right, when we talk about the response of, uh, uh, I believe it was like the, the, the Catholic Church, I believe, to, to Galileo. When they said, hey, we don't care what you found. Our agenda says that, you know, 
the heavens are perfect and the sun revolves around the earth. And that's what we're going to stick with versus coming into the reality of that. Um, and this will probably be somewhere like a Reverend Dr. King episode, right? So we also have a story of John the Baptist in the Bible and his death, right? He's in prison because he he prophesied to this king or this ruler that he killed his brother and took his wife and you know, they're just chilling at the party. And he's like, nah, it's not right that you have your brother's wife because, you know, you killed the dude. And the truth of that so disrupted uh, the woman that she says, hey, you know what I want for my birthday? John the Baptist's head, right? She wanted to silence the voice that brought uh, them out of that delusion that what they were doing was okay or acceptable, Right. And so you have white delusion. Don't we see it everywhere, everybody? And so, you know, W.B. Du Bois, for you guys, you're going to listen back to the American Heresy episode. He, li- he lays it out. And, you know, one of the things I've read that has given me the b- best context to understand what's been going on, let's just say the last two years, right? Uh, the end of the, you know, Trump and then COVID and all these other types of things that we're seeing. Uh, is the souls of white folk, right? Where he talks about it starts off as this joke. It's the strut of the Southerner, right? This this pride, right? It seems harmless. The MAGA hat, the, 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 the you know, waving the Confederate flag or whatever those things are. I probably wouldn't call that innocent. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Um, uh, and then it moves to, well, I don't care if it doesn't happen to white people, right? Uh, and the apathy that comes from that, that W.B. Du Bois talks about, right? And then he talks about it hits a point. The delusion hits a point where it becomes violent. Now, if you accept the delusion and you say, okay, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join this team, I'm going to pedal in this delusion, then you get, you get a, a smoother route in the caste system. <laughs> uh, but if you are to say, actually, no, this isn't true, I don't believe in this, I'm going to push back against that, at that point, that is when the delusion of whiteness becomes violent. I know that's going to be economically violent. That can be physically violent, as we've seen. And so uh, one of my main goals is to move people from saying white supremacy to white delusion and just naming it for what it is. It's not le- it's legitimizing it. Um uh, it's 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 not playing on that uh, verbal landscape, that moral landscape, or observing the ivory rule, as we called it. As W. B. Du Bois said, the highest statement in America is not to say that I'm just or fair; it's to say that I'm white. And as long as I can hold on to the at highest tenant, doesn't matter how many of the lower tenants that I break. But when you're talking about delusion, right? And there's a, there's a psychological advantage to delusion, right? Uh, it's, it's hiding over something that tells you really what it is about yourself. And that's the thing about whiteness, right? Whiteness is not actually something that identifies you for who you actually are. Whiteness rewards you for not being something and it punishes you for not being something, but it doesn't actually reward you for being something that's rooted in reality. And so white delusion stacked and propped itself up by grabbing onto religion and taking Christianity and flipping it, right, and into into this institutional intellectual power and and 
and, and textbooks and, and this infrastructure of miseducation and misinformation, and it grabs onto that. Uh, it grabs onto political power and voter suppression and Jim Crow and policy and legislating uh, the very conditions that would uh, try and make the delusion seem real in their, in their little fake WandaVision Truman show of reality. And they're able to manipulate that to try and make the delusion seem true. And then it punishes and cancels and, and attacks anyone that comes against the delusion and calls it for what it is. Not a truth, but a delusion. But there's a psychological advantage to this delusion. Right? Even when Toni Morrison says, what is, what is up with you that you have to be push someone down to feel strong? There's something seriously wrong with you. James Baldwin, who says, you know, uh, the Negro problem. I'm not your Negro. But he says the N word. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I ain't, you, you know, fill in the blank, y'all. Uh, and it says that's something that you created, something that you needed. And your goal and your goal in getting free, speaking of white people, is that y'all have to figure out why y'all needed that, because it's not true. It's not me, but it's something that came out of you, right? So the psychological advantage of living in delusion. Look, I'll I'll tell you a good example of this, right? So, you know, for some of y'all that don't know, I grew up in Baltimore, mostly, you know, Baltimore. I was kind of split time growing up. My dad passed in Baltimore City. My um, uh, and my family lived in Baltimore um, County and on the out in the outskirts, you know, a little bit, um, and so I remember, you know, my dad was a fighter. He would always tell us these fighting stories of him as a kid. So I just wanted to be like my dad and start fighting, you know. Um, and so um, my we started having these little like we, we for one Christmas, we got these big, big old Spalding boxing gloves, like super they were like super puffed up. So if you get hit, you don't really feel it that much. Uh, and so we were all like, all right, we're going to box each other, man. We're going to, we're going to do whatever, you know? So we talking smack. And so we had a whole thing, you know, we got the whole family together and we we're like boxing. So me, it's me versus like my brother who looks like bone crusher. You remember that? I ain't never scared. I ain't never scared. I, you know, that's what my brother, <laughs> that's what my brother looks like. <laughs> and I look like, um, like, uh, Donald Glover from community. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, uh, like a Lupe fiasco that doesn't know martial arts. Uh, that's certainly me. Uh, and so, you know, so we put on these, we put on these things, man. And so, you know, we're going, we're, we're, we're ducking. And so my, my, my brother's big. So I try and get him against the couch and, you know, so maybe, you know, he, I can push him in or get something done. So, you know, so I'm doing my best and, you know, I'm, 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 I'm throwing my punches, trying to do my best. And, you know, the ruling comes back that, you know, I, I won the match and I'm like, oh man, La, 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 where can I get my, you can't tell me, you, you know, you can't tell me nothing, right? Is you saying something? You can't tell me nothing. I just beat up Bone Crusher. What? I'm the man on my block. I'm the man on my city. Put these hands on Bone Crusher. You dig know what I mean? <laughs> and he fell. So, you know what I mean? I'm the strongest kid on the block right now. You can't tell me nothing, man. So I was, you know, for a week, you know, maybe a good week, maybe a couple of days, you know, I was all like, oh, yeah, yeah. what you say? what you say, Mark? Huh? That's my brother's name. what you say? Yeah, yeah. Don't make me put these hands on you because you, you know how I get down. <laughs> I was really believing it, man. And, then, you know, as younger brothers do, you know, I pushed it a little too far. Pushed it a little too far. And, um, you know, my I, then I was talking smack to my brother. And then 
my his friend Kareem, um, uh, his best friend Kareem, just kind of laughs, like, <laughs> like oh boy, you know what I mean? And the Kareem laughs in a way that's like he knows something I don't know. And so uh, Mark's like, oh okay, so you like that? How about how about we have a round two? And you know Kareem's just you know he's kind of like giving me the, the the nah man nah nah. You see like the Jonah Hill meme where he's just like nah man nah. He's kind of giving me that like yo don't do it. Mm-mm. This ain't gonna go how you thought. So I'm like, hey, whatever, man. I just did this last week. I ain't, ain't nothing much changed that week. So we can we can go. We can get it. So then uh, we try it, and uh, it's a night and day experience from what uh, <laughs> happened at the family gathering. Mark put the hands on me. You dig what I'm saying? I think I think I think I got a I had a little bit of a bust lip, just a little bit. You know, he was he he you know he loved me, so he ain't gonna but he had to let me know like what. What you thought happened, man, was what wasn't really real. And then I'm like, dang, yo, what happened? They're like, yeah, yeah, you know, man, mom and dad told me to let you win, you know, just just to boost you a little bit. But, you know, I had to I had to bring you back to reality, man, because, you know, you can't be out here thinking you can actually do what you can do, because uh, <laughs> it's clearly demonstrated. <laughs> Brother, you can't. <laughs> it's in my my small period of delusion, uh, you know. It makes you think you can do things that you actually can't, man. Uh, and it's a danger to yourself. It's a danger to other people. Uh, and this whole concept of white supremacy has been rooted on lies, right? Whether, and, but, but it's always grasping onto something else to try and legitimize it, right? It's grasping onto eugenics and uh, grasping onto uh, uh, religion and misusing scriptures and all these other things to try and legitimize it because it gives a psychological advantage. Even as Lyndon B. Johnson said, if you can give a poor black person, somebody, a poor white person, somebody to look down on, you actually don't have to give them anything. Right. And so this psychological ed, ed, uh, this so-called psychological advantage uh, that it has real manifestation because people actually believe that joint is true. And, so when we're talking about when whiteness meets reality, a lot of this clashing that we're seeing, a lot of this uh, running up to the Capitol and all these other types of things has to deal with a reality that Whitney Young actually talked about. And I've referenced it several times on this show um, in his book, To Be Equal, written in 1964. It says a time will come where the rest of the world, the rest of the brown world, right, will, you know, free itself from colonialism and begin to compete, and the white world will suddenly just awaken to the reality that they are the global minority, and they are living in a black and brown world, uh, and they won't know how to handle it, and they won't know how to deal with it when their norms norms really are just an option, right? We talked about that, about white people feeling like they are the default, or they're on-brand and everything else is off-brand. Uh, but that there was be a day coming when the things that whiteness grasped onto to try and uh, add validity to its delusion, that those institutions would rise up and no longer lend themselves to propping up the delusion of whiteness. And that's what we're seeing. We hear all this cancel culture. I can't believe it's cancel. They're canceling me. I was I said this at an institution and I can't believe that somebody said that they wanted my job. I can't believe, you know, all these other types of things. Right. I can't believe these 
CRT, SJW, uh, people out here acting like the Bible's calling me to do something about racism and da-da-da-da-da-da. All the things they used to be able to grasp onto, right, are now uh, getting uh, a dose of reality. And they're able to see behind the curtain of the Wizard of Oz and see that it's just a bunch of levers being pulled, right? And people are waking up. And this is why whiteness is so mad about wokeness. Problem isn't is somebody woke. What's the opposite of woke? You sleep. <laughs> and if you're asleep, you're not awake to something. What are you not awake to? You're not awake to the fact that whiteness is propped up on delusions, right? So let's break it down a little bit. What, what delusions are we talking about? Right. Because a lot of times people say, well, grasping on a religion. No, it's the white man's religion. It's like, OK, you can ask Nat Turner's slave master <laughs> how reading the Bible went for him. Right. Uh, you can you can talk about Elizabeth Keys, who would who would argue uh, for freedom of black people because they say, hey, actually you can't enslave me because I'm a I'm a I'm a Christian. <laughs> right. And then they change the rules on baptism and they Nat Nat, Nat Turner, they. They, they, they change the rules on uh, uh, how black people need to be supervised and reading the Bible because that, that you know, we put a, you put black people in a room together with the Bible, they, it might get dangerous for us. What do they go through? They go through and take out Philemon. They take out Exodus. They take out all these revolutionary texts that point to the points of their delusion, much like John the Baptist, and says, this is not right. And they strip... Uh, black people of that right and, and and say that you can only experience this once we're supervised and so and, and frederick Douglass talking about the delusion that he witnessed among these churches where the only thing louder than the slave enslaved people wailing out uh on the on the uh selling block were white people in churches worshiping the creator and saying that it was a Vast difference. There was a delusional form of Christianity. Uh, and and W.B. Du Bois talks about uh, whiteness as the actual religion. You see these different points of people from different perspectives intersected, interjected into in different points of history, noting that what people think is this pure form is really has been co-opted into uplifting the delusion of whiteness and Christianity being one of the main things that people have grasped onto. And you can read The Color of Compromise. You can read um, you can read Believe Me by John Fia, which I've which I've lifted up before. You can read so many, <laughs> so many scriptures, uh, so many books um, that that really uh, uh, point this out. And, uh, you know, The Souls of White Folk with W.B. Du Bois, I think it really does a, a masterful job of 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 laying these things out right and so then you you then look onto uh this whole uh uh politics right uh you see this voter suppression that kind of happens right what happens when whiteness meets reality what happens when the numbers change what happens when black people vote and then that means that certain racist white people don't get what they want then they try and change the rules and say, oh, well, actually, you're an illegal voter. You're, you're an illegitimate voter. You're voter fraud. When really, people committing voter fraud have mostly been people on the right. 
far right who have done that. I think there was someone who was running for, I think, I think a police officer that was running for mayor in Baltimore that just got arrested for voter fraud because he lied about where he actually lived and and lied on his uh, registration and all these other types of things. And so you see this delusion projecting itself onto other people and saying, you're false, you're not this one, because it's really describing itself. And so this is why it's best for us and it's more honest for us. And it's uh, and it is us entering into the prophetic tradition or even with Fannie Lou Hamer saying that America is not the land of the free and the home of the brave and we must go tell it on the mountain and uncover it in front of the world to show it what the United States really is in its truest form right so we talked about we've talked about distorted nostalgia and you can go check out that episode of the podcast but what we've been seeing right this whole that the rules don't apply to me, that I can just create other things. This is one of the things that <laughs> drove me crazy, right? Everybody was so surprised on January 6th. I can't believe so many people. These were educated people. I can't believe that they would believe such a hoax and believe such a conspiracy theory and believe that there were stolen votes and believe in uh, uh, all these conspiracy theories. And I'm sitting here thinking... Remembering what W.E.B. Du Bois talks about in The Souls of White Folk. And I'm saying they have already believed a much higher conspiracy theory, right? A conspiracy theory that Jesus could be white. A conspiracy theory that white people are inherently superior. That is way harder to believe than that somebody stole a vote. Once Once you're bought into that conspiracy theory, I mean, it all can get in to that right so it's 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 based on delusion so if someone jumps from delusion to delusion that's not anything to be surprised about but it is something we must be prepared for and it's something that we must name and call uh out um uh about uh, i think uh austin channing brown talks about in her book um that whiteness is a religion that must be repented of right so we we join in this tradition of truth telling when we say that this is not supremacy this is not legitimate this is based on delusion but we also must acknowledge right that power was used to build a world where as W. B. Du Bois talks about in that same soul of the white folk, that believes the worst about their neighbor and then works to make it appear true. Right? So saying black, white people are inherently more in, uh, intelligent and then defunding schools and defunding education and, 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 and leaving people out and building it on a system that, that's based on access to wealth and instead, of, instead of everybody's innate potential to learn. Uh, It's about over-policing black and brown communities in order to say it's the criminality of uh, uh, that they're just these more eugenics that that somehow white people are just inherently more morally superior. But they've built out and and, and built these systems of confirmation bias to go produce the effects that they seek to uh, say are true. And so 
um, this is what we've been seeing, right? We've been seeing these double standards and this delusion, this delusion that Donald Trump can be a racist, sexist, xenophobic person for all, however, 70 or however old that dude is for his life, but think that when he gets more power that he'll straighten up, he'll straighten out, right? Um, the, the, the delusion that it's not a bunch of people who are running around with their mask off and saying, I won't be suppressed and don't tread on me and running up in buildings with no mask on and all these other types of crazy things and all these conspiracy theories that, that, that keep people from actually getting COVID-19 under control. But no, it's not those people and typically white people. No, it's, 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 it's the Asian American community that is the reason why we're not doing as well. Uh, again, this delusion. Uh, and then January 6th, the insurrection, the, 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 the almost the height of the delusion, where people truly then irked on by, this, by, a, by their leader, by the leader of the nation at the time, uh, uh, former President Trump, to stop the steal, all of these types of things. The delusion uh, has a power to appear, uses power to make the delusion appear valid and appear supreme. And so uh, we have to understand that uh, the, reason, the way the delusion has survived is by giving a psychological advantage, getting people addicted to a psychological advantage of thinking they are superior by using power uh, and policy to uh, build out and display the effects of the delusion and then using religion to try and legitimize or anoint the delusion, whether that's from, heck, from the doctrine of discovery to manifest destiny to, to, to you know, uh, the way that faith leaders backed Jim Crow, well, white Christian Southern Baptist people backed Jim Crow and all these other types of iterations of oppression. These are the patterns of delusion and how delusion grasps onto these things in order to try and legitimize it. And then sometimes it's just through repetition, through uh, what we say and what we speak and how we show up uh, in spaces. Um, uh, but being deluded about what whiteness has told us to believe about white people and what it has taught it, us to believe about ourselves and what it has taught us to believe about other non-white people. That is also how the delusion spreads. And when we, we've seen uh, the violence that has happened, um, this is, the, this is the, the task that we are given. And you see it in now we are seeing this this projection that's happening, right? <clears throat> so for people that aren't familiar with um, projection, projection is when somebody has an insecurity or some type of negative thought um, that they firmly believe about themselves that they might not be comfortable with addressing, and so they reveal it by actually projecting it onto other people. And there's something that can happen called self-fulfilled prophecy, where when and acting out of insecurity and it, it, to, to try and prevent something that you don't want, you actually create the types of <clears throat> atmospheres where that can actually happen. 
So when we are talking about when whiteness meets reality, what happens when delusion meets a truth teller? Because that's what we're talking about over here, right? This is all about the ancient art of truth telling, right? Over history, what has happened when white delusion has met truth telling? And this, my friends, is actually the cancel culture. Because let's be all the way real. Whiteness has loved and utilized and survived through cancel culture, right? When we talk about the person falling back in the chair and they're grasping on everything, a lot of the grasping sometimes is just taking somebody else down, right? Uh, uh, <clears throat> so they grasp onto these violent ways, right? Which W.B. Du Bois talks about, right? Uh, Whiteness becomes violent when a black person says, nah, I'm not going to continue to act like this delusion is true. Which is strange now, right? Because those same institutions which they use to cancel and not admit people, not admit black people into uh, the whole religious right movement was founded because uh, Nixon was going to take away funding of these churches that we're not admitting black people in uh, or unless they were already married because of a fear of interracial marriage, right? And saying, like, if you don't act right, Nixon, so Nixon's like, if you don't act right, then I'm going to take your funding away. And that's where we begin the funding of the Falwells and the, and the <clears throat> religious rights and the liberties and all, all that of the world came because these same institutions were canceling people for being black. People were qualified. And, and, and here's the thing. People complaining about cancel culture. Well, they said in class, at least they let your behind in class. <laughs> we couldn't even get it admitted into the school. I'm glad y'all made it as far as the classroom. I'm glad you, you got canceled as a professor. We couldn't, all black behinds couldn't even be students. <laughs> Thurgood Marshall had to argue uh, to integrate the, the, um, uh, University of Maryland, uh, using the strategy that Charles Hamilton Houston had uh, concocted with him to say, well, we actually want you to uphold Plessy versus Ferguson. So if you're not going to admit this black dude who y'all are canceling, you, then y'all need to build a completely separate and equal institution in University of Maryland uh, uh, for black people and admit him into it. And they said, ain't no way in the world we're going to build a school for a black person. I guess we got to let him in. And then, then the war that broke out, <clears throat> Kennedy had to send in troops to, to, to integrate that one, that one, <laughs> the first school was college campus. So it's just like, yo, y'all loved cancel culture when y'all had control of it. When can, when y'all could cancel the truth tellers that challenged your delusion, y'all loved, y'all utilized, y'all built your entire system on cancel culture. I can't believe they're not going to let me in. That's their business because I don't have a mask on. How about you didn't let people in your businesses for years because they didn't have white skin on? <laughs> the economic cancellation. That happened. But now y'all don't have free reign of the free market to say y'all have to do whatever whiteness says. So y'all lost that grip. Man, we falling backwards. We can't grab a business anymore. 
Twitter kicking us off. We 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 can't have the the the, the new frontier of making money. We 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 getting canceled. We, 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 you know, like black people didn't have to start their own black papers. Like Ida B. Wells didn't have to start her own press. And then even after starting her own press, when she was starting to challenge the delusion that, oh, black people were getting lynched, black men were getting lynched because they're trying to rape white women and saying like, actually, that's not true. It's actually because they were your economic competitors. And then you canceled, you did the ultimate cancellation by taking their life and taking them up off of this earth. And then when I print news about the truth of it, you roll up to, they roll up to Ida B. Wells's print and press, destroy her stuff and say, if you print another thing, we're going to come back and lynch you too. Where was the uproar about that? Where's the uproar? You know, they, they trying to cancel. <laughs> They're trying to cancel people uh, right now, right? Because it's, it's, it's about them losing. It's, a, it's about exactly what Whitney Young talked about. Y'all were able to do your WandaVision spell and use your power to construct a false environment. But eventually the spell going to wear off. People going to pull up. And the spells ain't going to the spells ain't going to work. Truman going Truman, Truman going to keep on going. He going to hit that. He going to hit that uh, the end of the sea and see that it's steel and say, wait a minute, this ain't real. And they're going <laughs> to. They're going to pull up and ain't going to be nothing that y'all going to be able to do. This is what we are living in, where whiteness is now facing the reality of the delusion that the supremacy ain't real, Jack. And now they are violently, violently flailing along. Even democracy. Oh, we love democracy. We, 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 our sacred democracy and the vote were built on, on this. And some of the people that we, we, we actually were a republic, right? <laughs> Talking about all this voting and how important it is. And this is what makes us look better than everybody else in the world. But let some black people, like in Georgia, send the first black senator, I think in the history of the nation, because I don't even think they, 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 they had it at the federal level during Reconstruction. Let let Georgia send a black person to Senate for the first time. And then you have Brian Kemp signing in these things, arresting people. You got people marching up to the Capitol when you thought a vote was stolen. Y'all marching to the Capitol, kill police officers, uh, uh, attacked all these peoples. Y'all didn't knock on the door. Y'all y'all busted through the, the halls and all this other type of stuff. But let let a black elected official just knock on the door the governor and say you at least gonna sign this in front of me and she's getting hit with a felony what is it it's whiteness grasping on to whatever power they have left because the jig is up and so and then people are waking up and then what do you hear we hate wokeness now now, let me read some receipts out on here, okay? These same right-wing people talking about we hate wokeness. Y'all remember this little thing called Blexit? Hmm? Y'all remember? Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens and Turning Point saying that actually the right is the wokest. We're getting y'all off the Democratic plantation. We the woke ones. Y'all, y'all, y'all still slaves on the plantation. We the ones that's actually free. We actually, we woke it in you. We outwoken the woke. 
And then when that joint, when the woke, when the when their woke didn't, did lost the vote, then all of a sudden, oh, it's anti wokeness. See, this is the problem with y'all. Y'all always put it. And it's like, yo, what is the opposite of being awake? Dr. King. He talks about one of my favorite sermons. Um, how to stay awake during a revolution. Telling the story of Rip Van Winkle. He says the greatest tragedy of the story of Rip Van Winkle is that when he went to sleep, there was one king. And when he woke up, there was another king. Meaning that in the midst of his slumber, there was a revolution that Rip Van Winkle wasn't able to, to even partake in because Rip Van Winkle was not awake. So how do you be, stay awake during a revolution? During times of revolution, how can you stay awake, not be lulled to sleep by comfort and, and lies and delusion? How do you stay awake, right? Uh, uh, Frederick Douglass, when he talks about the, 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 the uh, delusional Christianity at play, in the United States, he says, my job is to undeceive them as much as possible to make them awake. You mean you hear things about the Great Awakening, all these other types of things. Uh, Spike Lee, wake up, right? This, 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 this abolitionist tradition of waking people up because delusion requires slumber. I'll say it again. Delusion requires slumber. Delusion requires ignorance. Delusion requires a lack of knowing what the world is actually going on. So, yes, of course, someone whose livelihood and who is flailing on to keep delusion alive is going to hate people being woke. People awakening to it because they require slumber to do their work. So I'm just saying, y'all, <laughs> the delusion is real out here. And, and, and this, is the, this is the crazy thing with people saying anti-woke and all this other type of stuff. But they, they, they got whole other websites. Well, now it's shut down. But talking about actually we're woke because we know what's going on with COVID for real, for real. It's 5G. It's all these other types of of of. <laughs> Of things, it's other types of delusion because we want to get our businesses back open, right? We want, we want, we want the ability to get back and exercise our economic control. And you know, I understand. You know, we got a livelihood. You got to feel this way. I understand. You want to, we want to, want to do that, but we can't put business and profit over life. And really, people saying open up because <clears throat> it's going to be the 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 black and brown. Uh, workers of a certain class that are actually going to be the ones putting their lives on the line. And so this delusion, y'all, this delusion, y'all, I'm just saying, go ahead and name it. Let's name it for what it is. It's not supreme. Uh, it's not just a genuine concern about wokeness and cancel culture and all these other types of things. It is them. Number one, projecting the ways in which they've acquired power. Um, and it's also them recognizing, falling back in the chair where society has discovered and, and, and loosened somewhat the chains from what they called normal in the default 
And now they're falling back and they're trying to grasp onto the old ways, but they found that the delusional Christianity has met the uh, uh, the radical Christianity and they can't hold on to it anymore. They found that the institutions <laughs> have done their due diligence and, and added more diverse minds and thoughts into that. And, and so now they are an option instead of the default. And so, dang, now they can't grab onto that. They even tried to keep it as democracy, and then they're falling and they're flailing, and they try to grab on to uh, voter suppression, but people still were able to come out, and they didn't get the way that they wanted. So now their whiteness is meeting reality, and they're starting to think, for somebody who was supposed to be so supreme, ain't it crazy how I am not getting my way anymore in this country? So then they say, we must make America great again. And don't think that didn't go away just because that man ain't in the White House anymore. And so you see, and you see you and, and you see this this hate and this delusion and the shootings that we saw, right? Uh, um, and still not still not still not naming, <laughs> still not naming it. The delusion, right? So the, I'm, I, I just wanted to give people context of what is going on and the responses, the societal muscle memory, the, the knee-jerk reactions that you're seeing, what this is truly, truly about, what they are truly, truly uh, reacting to. And it's the same response that whiteness has had when they have encountered truth-telling, but now throughout time, their power bases are eroding all around them. And so now the desperation continues and we have to be vigilant because as W.B. Du Bois says, it's starting, it is, the, the violence is, begin, is beginning to increase and that is areas of concern. Um, and so, you know, we, we kind of we talked about it a little bit, but, you know, you know over here, we got to do a do better baby and we got to do a do better baby. To Brian Kemp uh, in Georgia, and anybody that that has participated in the arrest of the uh, 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 of the of the state representative who uh, was simply the black woman that was knocking on the door and saying, "Y'all are at least going to do this open in the public and let us see it," and arresting her. And this is this is the thing. This is the thing that frustrates me, right? Because we got a lot of you know. You know, people saying not all police and there is just a couple of bad apples and all these other types of things. But and they want to come out and take a knee during a during the protest when the streets are hot for a photo op, lessen the heat down. Wouldn't it have been great if. When that when that representative showed up knocking on the governor's door, I think that would have been a great time for those police officers to take a knee, huh? Wouldn't that have been great to say, oh, well, you know what? This is the BS on why they was out here marching in the marching out in the street. So you know what? I ain't gonna participate in this. I'll take this L for the movement. But nah, what they do? They sure did grab her. And then they came out later. Thank y'all for being understanding. <laughs> uh and so we gotta we gotta do better, man. But but again, it's just giving people context. 
for what exactly this is because it's 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 not a problem with they don't have a problem with cancel culture because they're canceling the voices of voters. That's what South of Steel was. They're not legitimate. Cancel their voice. We don't want to hear their voice because it, it doesn't fit into what I want going on. It doesn't lead to my power base because delusion does not have truth on its side. It simply has power on its side. And when people begin to organize and educate, the power base changes. They are now terrified because the truth is not on their side. And now it seems that slowly and slowly, generation by generation, their power base is eroding. So when whiteness meets reality, it grasps on to power. And when the power shifts, whiteness becomes more and more violent. Economically, psychologically, physically, and this is this is what's interesting, right? And this was like the last time Obama was like kept it real, real, real. When he said people start clinging on to their guns and their religion. What was Barack Obama really saying? He was saying what we're describing now. When delusion starts to lose its power base, it grabs onto violence. It grabs on to other narratives to try and justify what they're trying to do. Just go on the clubhouse if y'all have it. Just, just pop in some rooms and say, I'm not racist. It's just, well, it's actually this theoretical. It actually, it's, it's this, and it's always a grasp onto something else. Racism on the guise of something else. Brian Kemp signing voter suppression and saying, well, it's not voter suppression. It's stopping voter fraud. Mitch McConnell saying this actually isn't about voter suppression at all, but they won't pick up John Lewis's bill to strengthen the Voting Rights Act. So what is it really about? It's just like the Klan, right? They want to do their they want to do their dirt with their faces hidden. Racism by another name. And how do they create these other names? Well, they find a a Bible verse to say, I don't need to worry about racism and injustice. It's really just critical race theory. It's really this thing outside here. That's that's really what it is, right? It grasps on to uh, uh, political power by any means necessary, even if the person is that complete antithesis of everything you've based your life on. If it can build power, then whatever. Why? Because... My delusion doesn't have truth on its side. But who does have truth on their side? Those who have been oppressed, those who have uh, recognized despite white conditioning that they are not going to believe what whiteness has said about white people, what whiteness has said about them, and what whiteness has said about other non-white people. So we who are building solidarity, we who are challenging the truth, we who are the truth tellers, We have the truth on our side. And when we organize, when we educate, when we stay faithful to the work of justice, we have power on our side and a higher power on our side as the arc of the universe naturally bends towards justice, as Dr. King said. So, you know, the the whole point of this, 
Uh, and, you know, season three, we're going to be going into a lot more of these in depth. But I just want to kind of give you all an overview of what I was seeing in the world, what season three is going to be about. And um, this has been season three, episode one. When whiteness meets reality, white supremacy or white delusion. Hopefully you know that it is delusion and why there has been such, 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 such an effort for people to talk about these things around race without talking about power. Because delusion doesn't want you to recognize the power you have and the power you can take away from a system. So for those of us who have the truth on our side, let us organize and let us take our power and divest our power from these systems that are rooted in delusion. This is Charlie Ray, and this has been A Difference in Thought. Thanks for listening. I love you. I love you. That's why I'm here. Peace.